Harry, before we start, I want to ask you a question. What's your favourite mobile game? Mobile game? Well, you don't need uh, to answer because it's obviously oh. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> this 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 podcast is not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> oh, so many things are sponsored by that fucking game now. It's funny because, like, if I if we genuinely got sponsored by that game, we'd have to play it. But I'm yeah. shit at those types of games. I'm terrible. Like, they, I just don't have the patience or mental capacity to play those kind of games. Not at all. Um, hello, I'm Connor. And I'm Harry, otherwise known as Spock. He's gonna say that every time now. God, I've given him, I've given him Spock ego rate things as well we could rate them in how many smoking microphones how great is that your your mic cut out at the beginning of that so i don't know what you said oh <laughs> uh, basically we could we could rate stuff by smoking microphones how many mic how many microphones do we, how many smoking microphones do we get it or is it if it gets smoking microphones then that means it's really good if it's just normal microphones it's just you know average yeah so we say would you give it a smoking microphone which means it's good i'd watch it again or just a microphone, which is like, yeah, it's fine, but I don't know if I'd watch it again. <laughs> we could give it four levels, so it could be just two normal microphones, one microphone, one smoking microphone, or two smoking microphones. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, roll with the punches. You. Or just, yeah, 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 that could work. Yeah, let's do it. We have let's our new rating system then, not, no, not out of tens anymore. <laughs> no, exactly, and I'm so glad that people are going to listen to us come up with it at the same time. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, it's how it should work. I wanted to start this with something new. I wanted to. I'm not sure how often I'll keep this going, but I love random trivia. Harry knows I love trivia. He loves trivia. Um, I'm really good with trivia as well. Like I always remember the most pointless things ever. And I found this out recently, and I wanted to ask Harry if he could do yeah. something. Right. Let me. I'm gonna get up the answers first because I don't. I only remember one answer. Um, right. And I want to make sure it's because I can. It's. I can give you a chance. A chance. I'm only going to give you like one chance to answer, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, is this like is this for my place on the podcast? If I get it wrong, do I get like kicked out? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh shit. No, it's fine. Um, so I want to ask you to name yeah. one, just one, of the theme music composers for Samurai Jack. You bastard! And you're not allowed to look it up like at all. You just have to. Right. Who could have okay. been? You've heard the Samurai Jack theme song, right? A long time ago. Yeah. So, a long time ago. So from that memory, I want you to try and name one of the composers. Just one. I can give you half a point if you can get the season five composer, who's actually quite a well-known composer. But I'm going to go with... And I don't know why I'm going to go with this. Alan Silvestri. No, that's wrong. But in the Marvel ballpark, I'll get—I can't give you any points. But um, in season yeah. five, uh, it's composed by Tyler Bates, which is the most recent season. Yeah, the soundtracks from um, Guardians. Yeah, and he's done some other things, I think, as well. I think he did—I think he did a Transformers video game soundtrack. I'm not sure. I might be making that up. Um, but no, he's done a lot of soundtracks. Okay, no, the the two composers, uh, the other ones, are Will Adams and George Pajon Jr. Something like that. Right. Um, I don't know who the second one is, but he's associated with Black Eyed Peas and Fergie. And Will Adams is Will I Am. 
No way. If you listen to that theme, you'll be like, oh no, that's 100%, that's all I am. <laughs> He's insane. I never would have thought that in yeah. a million years. No, I, I wouldn't have, but then when I found it out, I was like, that's 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 obvious. That's 100% obvious. <laughs> Amazing. I'll tell you what, though, with, with Tyler Bates, right? Mm. If there's ever a Tyler Bates track to listen to, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, there's a track called Sacrifice. Absolutely outstanding. If there's any a track you would ever want to listen to, his, I'd say listen to that track. His soundtrack for Guardians is quite good. For the both Guardians films. Yeah, we we watched it the other night, um the first one. Mm. And I just I always I always forget how good how good it is. It's just I'm the so same. I'm the same. Like when I last rewatched it, I was like, This film is just amazing. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. I always forget how play- good it is. Yeah. Before putting it on I was just a bit like, Yeah, it'll be fine, it'll be a nice time and then afterwards I was like, Oh I'm I feel so good now. I feel like so happy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he did do a Transformers no. game actually. He did Transformers War for Cybertron. Really? Yeah. That's meant to be a good Transformers game, right? Uh, it's all right. Like the game, yeah, yeah, they're good. The stories are good for them. It's uh, it gives you two like paths. I say paths. You can either well, there's two stories. You can do the Decepticon story and the Autobot story. Yeah. Um, they're good. Uh, they are good. The first one, I don't think I completed the first one. I think I completed the second one, and the third one's terrible because it tied in like to the game, un- uh, to the film universe as well. And I got stuck on the last Absolutely level, so not. I never completed it. Um. Absolutely not. As we said last week, not a fan of those films anymore. <laughs> oh, so another week, another episode, eh, pal? How you doing? Yeah, you good? I'm good. I'm, yeah, getting by. You? Oh, yeah, not bad, man. You know, just just another day in in, in on Earth. Yeah. You know, the 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 planet spins, and we we live days, and <laughs> this is kind of not going anywhere. So, should we get to some? Do you want to get some some news? Yeah. Let's, a couple of let's news. Let's news. Why don't you go first? Have you got any, got any news have... you want to let us all know on? I only have one thing, which I don't know if you've got it listed down, but it's it's cool. It's a it's a it's a piece of news everyone expects every two years, and it's that The Simpsons has been renewed for two more seasons. Nice, 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 nice. For season thirty-three and thirty-four. <laughs> yeah, I think it's getting to a point now where it's like you 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 expect it to be renewed. Oh yeah. There's no there's no kind of oh do you reckon they're going to renew it this year? It's like no, it'll it'll be renewed. It's I fine. think when they when they're going to end it, it won't be like suddenly we're not going to renew it. It'll be we're going to end it at this season like the next season will be the last season that kind of thing it won't be uh because they're current obviously 32 is currently broadcasting and they weren't going to get to the end of 32 and be like all right that's it that's the end yeah, exactly though they would when it gets to the last kind of series and episodes they will market the shit out of that yeah i get the feeling 35 is a good number to aim for but i i don't want it to end <laughs> i was thinking the other night how it's like it'd be great if it could somehow get to 50 seasons <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine a world where there's where there's no We've never lived in a new world episodes of, of the Simpsons. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'd find it very, very. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't watch it religiously anymore or anything like that. But I, it's always there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so present today. I think it's always something you can just stick on if you want to just watch something. And oh yeah. The, the, reason the day why... it ends will be a yeah. dark time. The reason why it's continued for so long is because every season is kind of. Yeah, they do rehash a lot of storylines, but it's because every season is relevant to that the world where it's when it's released. You know yeah. what I mean? So like thirty, 
can I say? For example, I don't know what season it was. I think it's season 23 or 4. Uh, I think the finale has Lady Gaga in it. But it's like in the era of like poker face Lady Gaga kind of thing. Okay. Sort of. I think it's a little bit after that. Not like current Lady Gaga, but it's like... And you can tell it's kind of dated a little bit because it's dated itself by, you know, choosing what the thing was that was most popular at that time. There's even an episode that starts with like a a parody of TikTok by Kesha and it's like, alright, that's dated now. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say that I hate TikTok, but I can't lie, during this pandemic I've I've really fallen in the TikTok hole. I was talking about the song TikTok. Oh. I thought you meant like she was <laughs> no, TikTok, making TikTok. The song TikTok Lashes. there's a Simpsons episode that the couch gag is like them lip syncing to TikTok. Yeah. The song by Kesha. Um and it's uh... that's, that's incredibly dated. <laughs> like and, but it's because each season is kind of like it's a snapshot of that the world at that time kind yeah. of so like that's why every there's a lot of rehashing if something when people always like oh aging up the characters would keep the show going or if they had some sort of overarching story maybe that would ruin that show because that's not what it is yeah it would be weird wouldn't it mm. and I think the people that are like I think the people that are most negative on the Simpsons these days are the people that the, the season their favourite seasons were coming out when they were growing up obviously so they related to it a lot more yeah, but I mean the show has to adapt to the times yeah. as it gets older do you know what I mean yeah like I, I see it a lot now like the reason I I don't know what season would have been, been out when I was a kid like what would have been the season of the year I was born season 7 maybe because it started in 1989 so in, I still find that insane Oh, it's 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 mad how I was saying the other day how that show is still on the air after thirty two years, but it's I think it's consistently average now. It's not like bad. Yeah, they've they've got solid footing, I would say. But but on the topic of Simpsons, it's not news. But I've been watching um, Disenchantment on Netflix, which is Matt Groening's other series he did. How is that? Um, I'm, it's part three now, which is technically season two because they released the first season in two parts. Um, right. It's they've there's definitely like that's a show that has got a story like an overarching story that they it does seem like they're making it up as they go along a little bit. But right, okay. I think it's getting it's getting a lot better. Like it's how would you? How would I? Sorry. How would you rate it using our new rating system? Using oh, our, using our new rating system, I'd only give it one smoking microphone, which is still good. <laughs> so, so can we just quickly lay it out again? I need to write this down. It's so, four two, four levels. Yeah, four levels. Uh, it's just two normal microphones, one normal microphone, one smoking microphone, or two smoking microphones. I, unless you so wouldn't it go? Should we make up? I mean, could there be like an average level, but like a fifth? But nah, I think just the four is fine. So two two microphones is. Very bad, yeah, I assume. Two microphones is the worst. <laughs> like, mi- like minus two, basically. Yeah. Okay, one microphone is bad. A smoking microphone is good, and a two smoking microphones is this is the best fucking yeah, thing yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Sweet, I needed that just to really help with the head, you know, because I was struggling a little bit. And I don't think we need a neutral. There's not many neutral things. It's just it's either good no, or it's bad. I'm, I think it's either good I'm or it's pretty... bad. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy with our rating yeah, system. Cool. I will ask I will ask to remind you to remind me week That's to week, fine. but I'm happy with it. But yeah, um, 
Disenchantment's alright. It, it, it is slow if you start, like, the first season was quite slow. The first part might... of the first season was quite slow. But it's, I might have to give it a go. It's more for... If you're a fan of Futurama more than you are The Simpsons, it's for those people. Oh, uh, right, okay. Like, that makes it's sense. It's definitely in that era where Matt Groening was more... Because Futurama, when he made that, he was... It was uh... He was more involved in Futurama than he was The Simpsons when he started making Futurama. Yeah. And obviously now this show is his show now. Like he, he works on that show like quite a lot. Um But yeah, it's alright. Yeah, I've, I'm, I would I would I would start it, but the since are Disney Plus have Yeah, since Netflix, Disney Plus have brought out but... Star. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been watching I've been watching Family Guy. It's just a... It's not. It's not great at times. I know, obviously, it can be quite offensive, but I just, I stick it on, and I just, it's, it's just easy to have it's on. It's so easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Like, I can't like. That's what I've been binging at the yeah, moment. It's just, yeah, it's just dumb, edgy stuff, but like, it, it's easy to watch. Family Guy. Ah, oh, so good. But yeah. Anyway, that's the only news I had. I don't really know if there's anything interesting else that I've seen but I'll have a, I have a I have a couple of little bits and pieces we'll start with Zack Snyder's Justice League oh. a, a film a film that will never stop being uh, talked about yeah at least for the next couple of weeks you know we're three weeks away from um the release mm-hmm. and uh this week he released the names of the chapter titles so for those that aren't really aware and I'm sure you are by now, but the, fi- the the film was originally going to release as a four-part miniseries, and now it's releasing as a four-hour film, and he's broken that film down into six chapters, and each chapter of the film has a chapter name. So, Connor, I'm going to read them out to you, and I'm going to get your live reaction. Oh. This is exciting. Tell you what, tell you what, rate, rate each chapter name using our new oh. rating system. Here we go. Let's... Yeah, but let's really push this rating system to death in the first 10 minutes. Yes. Okay, so Zack Snyder's Justice League, part one. Don't count on it, Batman. One normal microphone. Okay. (laughs) Part two. The Age of Heroes. Um, one normal microphone. (laughs) Forgot how this is going. It's very generic. Part three, beloved mother, beloved son. Oh my god, that's another normal microphone. It... <laughs> okay. Part great. four, oh. change machine. <laughs> Two normal microphones. <laughs> Part five, all the king's horses. Two normal microphones. Part six, and what I want to say about part six is if I could rate something free to all microphones, <laughs> it would be this, right? Because for something that's meant to be the culmination of this massive film, it's all building up to this. Part six is called Something Darker. Oh, fucking, that's terrible. <laughs> that's that's bad, isn't it? Then... I'm excited for this film, but that chapter title just made me go, no. I'll be honest, as someone who has, who has been writing a series of... of, of stuff for a very long time chapter titles are the worst to come up with um yeah they are don't get me wrong they are quite hard and but chapter type the names are like chapters in films or scenes or whatever like usually don't matter like 
you remember when like DVDs obviously would like you'd open a DVD and it had like the list of the chapters inside of it or something like that. Yeah. Like all, oh, the, time. all the Star Wars films, like each scene has got like a title or something like that. Mm. They don't do that with Blu-rays, do they? Really? <laughs> nah, it's, it kind of stopped a long time ago. Really. Like, if you go into the scene selection thing, which is still a thing, I don't know why, but <laughs> I've never used scene selection for anything. I don't think. Yeah, I always just watch it from the beginning again. Yeah, or well, now everything think... remembers where you left off. So, and it's all gone down to numbers now as well. Even in scene selection, there's not titles those scenes. It's just one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes there's like something like the the fight scene, <laughs> the battle, the scene the ending. when the scene when uh, Anakin is set on fire in um, Revenge of the Sith, and also on the soundtrack, is just called the immolation scene. <laughs> like, like I think the only ones that I've seen that has names recently is um, Endgame. Oh, there's Endgame. I was, there. I was, yeah, I got, I recently got the 4K for Endgame and Infinity War from from CX. Other shops are available, and um, quite cheap as well because I've also got the PlayStation Five. And then I was, I was, I wanted to see what it looked like, so I went to the portal scene because why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And it was labelled in the scene selection. It was labelled portals. So I was like, oh, okay, that's 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 pretty yeah, nice. They still do it, like on a lot. Of, I think it would be more like dramas than that. Probably won't name this. Anyway, that's we're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah, but Junkie Junkie XL, who is the composer for uh, Batman vs Superman, he was originally going to be the composer for Justice League in 2017 before they kicked him out along with Snyder mm-hmm. and um, got Danny Elfman in. Yeah. Um, He's we we knew he was coming. We knew Junkie XL was coming back for this Justice League, and he's released uh, fifty four cha- uh, titles for his um, score. I'm not going to read any of them out because I don't want to. Why not? But because <laughs> I mean, I can't. I'll happily will. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's not. No, let's do it. You no, wanted it. Many. It's too many. Let's not. Um, but yeah, he also really said that that soundtrack releases on the same day as the film. Um, yeah, that was it for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Are you excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League? Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Oh, okay, that's why I was excited. Sorry, I was gonna say that's why I wasn't sure Junkie XL was um, coming back because he uses his real name for it this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't go under Junkie XL this time. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I want. I just want to. I want to know if it's going to be good or not. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm excited for us to cover it and also for uh, things related to it that we have planned as well. Subtle tease there. There was something I spoke to Connor about this morning that I'm personally really excited about because I know he's just gonna find it. He's gonna find it just so. Just ugh. I mean, that's how I find. And that's always exciting. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. So basically, um, they released. But basically, Zack Snyder's Justice League has a, a gallery of some sort in a downtown LA that they've just opened today, Ooh. and. In there is Zack Snyder's storyboards for what was going to be Justice League 2 and Justice League 3. But yet, so people took pictures of it, put the plot synopsis online, and now, and now Warner Brothers are like, oh, maybe we shouldn't put that out in case we do make more. They probably won't, but anyway. I have read, all, read it all, and I've noted it all down, and very soon I am going to get Connor's live reaction. Not today, but I'm going to get Connor's live reaction as I read him... What Justice League two and three would have been, and for someone that loved, loved the first one so much, he's so excited. I could really ruin this by just going looking them all up myself. 
yeah, please don't. I'm really trusting <laughs> you in not looking it up because I really want to get a live because re- I was reading this and going interesting and i just know you're gonna it's like did you uh read when was it alan dean foster released what he would have done with star wars episode nine or something like that and it was like it's about it i've not read it properly yeah like a robot (laughs) she was gonna be a droid like she was gonna get a head injury and be like oh no look there's wires in her head so what the fuck is this it's good to know that nobody has a good idea for star wars episode nine um yeah, this that's oh let's go let's 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 move on Connor. let's swiftly move on Whoa. from star wars to star trek oh okay now uh paramount pictures have it and i'm really gonna butcher this name as i do with all the names i'm very very sorry um but halinda vasquez right uh the third i'm sure the first name is right but the surname i have fucking butchered uh, but basically, she is a consulting producer on series three of Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. and has wrote a couple of episodes. Um, now, Paramount Pictures have have tapped her to write a script for a new Star Trek film yes. based on an original movie and an original idea that she came up with. It is being produced by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot production. Um, but one thing I found very very interesting. It's reading this is obviously new Star Trek film, great, but it was this line that um, that I've just lost. That the, here we go. This line that interested me the most that I found quite shocking. Um, it's going to be her first feature film project. Not that shocking. Good for her, mm-hmm. but this will be the first ever woman to write a Star Trek film. Yeah, ever. I mean that. That to be honest, that doesn't shock me because there's the Star Trek films came out in a time the original ones came out in a time when women weren't getting a lot of work in film so that doesn't sh- yeah. it doesn't shock me because that's just you know just the way it is maybe not but, maybe not shocking but I just find it sad you've got to think the last three Star Trek films were you know but the first two were Orky and Kurtzman and yes that's true Simon Pegg worked on the third one right he did yes because it was its 50th 50th year 50th anniversary I don't know but yeah, I just, I just, but um, but they've not, they've it not. Doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that she's the first woman in it, but it doesn't surprise me that they've got a woman to do it because you know women can do what men do. It doesn't exactly. Let, let give, give them all the films. Yeah, give she's them got a good all idea, the films. You know, good. Exactly. Run with it, but. Well, they've, they've not, not Star Trek fan, so I, I don't care either way. But yeah. Well, yeah, they've not obviously they've not hinted or said about casting or plot or director. They're not saying if it's going to link to the Chris Pine Kelvin universe or if it's going to be an entirely new cast. Apparently, this is the fourth script that Paramount have commissioned since uh, Star Trek Beyond in 2016. Um, So there was going to be a direct sequel to that film with Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine. There was going to be an R-rated Trek film based on an idea from Tarantino. And there was also going to be a new Trek film based on from director Noah Hawley who did um, Legion yeah, and he's doing um, the new Alien Fargo. series Fargo. and Fargo so you know hopefully this actually happens the other Star Trek films that have been in development have kind of hit various snags um, yeah. but yeah I like Star- I like the new Star Trek films I never really grew up on the TV show to be fair um, Discovery's meant to be quite good though to be fair didn't you start watching it? I watched like the first two episodes and I turned it off back in uni. But now apparently series three is meant to be great. It's meant to be really, really good. That's cool. 
Yeah, I wasn't um, but... uh, not biggest fan of Star Trek. Don't know why I just never clicked with it. Yeah, I was always a Star Wars fan. Even with the three films, like I've watched all three of them, I didn't click with any of them really. I think the first one's really good. I prefer the second one, even though I know like Star Trek fans hate the second one. I think the worst part about the second one was that I think the thing people didn't like the most was JJ constantly being like, "It's not Khan, it's not Khan," and everyone knew it was Khan. And then there was the you know the scene when Benedict Cumberbatch is like, "My name is Khan," and it's like, "Yeah, we know." <laughs> yeah, I think if they had, if they had marketed him as Khan, it would have gone down a lot better. They wanted it to be some reveal, though, didn't they? Obviously, because it's in the story and everything. That like that he's just oh, he comes across as this normal guy. He's just you know. But no, it's well, Khan. It it's like, and, everybody, and everybody was like, "Yeah, it's Khan," but it, that's quite funny to be fair. Because <laughs> it's just it's and the JJ Abrams were just stuck to his guns, just being like, "No, it's not." <laughs> he bloody stuck to it though. Fair play to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind mm-hmm. of. We live in a we live in a world where cinemas have been shut for quite a while we miss them i miss the cinema you miss the yeah, cinema i haven't i miss cinema been to the cinema si- uh well i was about to say since last this time last year but no that's not true we went to watch ten been... yeah that tenor was the last thing <laughs> i saw in cinema before that birds of prey well, uh, but it was when i saw it the second time yeah i saw tenet twice and i saw new mutants in cinema uh, before oh. that was sonic the hedgehog in march last year so yeah well, you know, with the cusp of cinemas hopefully reopening soon, um, we've got a couple of new release dates for A Quiet Place 2 and Fast 9, two of your favourite films of all time. I've never, I haven't seen the original Quiet Place and the original, the, the first one, and yeah, Fast 9 is happening, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, Quiet Place 2, let's start with that one. The first one's meant to be really, really good as well. Yeah, I've heard. But, um, yeah. It's going to hit theatres on May the 28th. It was originally meant to release last September. It's not going to come out. <laughs> um, before that, it, no, originally it was meant to be March last year, then September, and now May. Um, but mm-hmm. Fast and Furious, a film that got delayed for a year... It's funny uh, because is... as soon as it got delayed, it wasn't like we're going to delay it a couple of months, you know, and see what happens. They straight up just delayed it a year. <laughs> like... That was quite. I remember. I remember being with some friends going. That's that's a. Uh, most films went right. We'll delay it till the end of this year, and yeah. then they delayed it again. Like you had Bond, and you had Quiet Place Two, and Minions, and all these films. Um, Black Widow, but Fast and Furious came out and went. No, we're we're delaying it an entire year, and we don't care. I find that maybe it's because they still wanted a, insane a big release date. You know, like the summer release. I imagine, yeah, I imagine well, it's got a May release as well. Or is it... Well, that's the, that's the thing. So, it was originally meant to be for May last year. Yeah. Then they pushed it back to April 2nd of this year. And now it's been pushed back again to uh, May 28th, 2021. But I think since then, or today, it got delayed again. Let me double check. Because May's a very big release time for films. That's why a lot of big films would like to release in May. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, uh... right. So yeah, the highly anticipated release of Fast Nine, um, June twenty fifth now, twenty twenty one. Three days after the twentieth anniversary of the original film. Woo. That's mad. As long as I go to the moon at the end. 
I'm Vin Diesel and I'm on the moon. Nice that we also still need to have the uh, the time travel thing, remember? But they need to go back to the timeline of the first film when they were sealing DVD players just to show how far they've come. Did <laughs> you imagine? All right, at the end of this, I was thinking about this when I was I was listening back to that episode mm. um, the other day, and uh, I was thinking, imagine if you got to the end of Fast Nine and Vin Diesel just gets superpowers. Like he just falls into like a vat of acid on the moon because why wouldn't there be he an acid, does have vat acid on the moon? He beats Jason Statham by stamping on the floor. Oh my god, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> he already does have superpowers. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he can fly. <laughs> he, oh yeah, when he jumps off the tank to save uh, Letty. Yeah. And doesn't he? Doesn't he? Doesn't the in Fast Six? When the plane crashes and the, his car comes out of the plane and rolls into like a massive fireball, and then he just casually walks out. I have no idea. I haven't gone back to that one. I I didn't. I wasn't fond of the sixth one. <laughs> I'm so excited for us to cover these films. I can't stress how excited I am to cover these films. Well, we've got to cover all of them then from the very beginning. You know. You know what? I've only seen the first one once. Same with the second one. The ones I've watched most are Fast Five, Six, Seven, and Eight. Five is the one I've seen the most, definitely. I've seen loads of Tokyo Drift, but I've never seen it all the way through. Because it used to always get put on in school when it was like, you know, substitute teachers and that. I was like, let's just watch oh, right, a film. Yeah. And it's like, it always happened to be Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I don't know why, it was just always Tokyo Drift. Might be the one I haven't... I want to say I've seen it, but at the same time, I can't 100% say I've seen it. My favorite scene is uh, my well, my favorite part of that is that he the guy is like thirty meant to be playing a teenager and then they brought him back for the um because oh, seven yeah because technically far, all the others take place before Tokyo Drift because at the end of Tokyo Drift when Diesel shows up um, well he's in um he's in Fast Nine as well yeah but as when they bring him back because Fast Seven obviously is meant to take place immediately like after Tokyo Drift he's still meant to technically be a teenager and it's like this is this forty year old is not a teenager. <laughs> or someone else at that point <laughs> you know what I mean it's the same actor obviously but like it's oh god he's in um he's in 42 the film about Jackie Robinson with um Chadwick Boseman he's actually pretty good in that okay but, well, yeah I know he's coming back I know he's coming back for Fast 9 it's just that I saw he, him in the trailer there's the guy that they, they call him DK he's like what does DK stand for Donkey Kong because <laughs> he's from Texas he makes... and he's in Japan are you excited to see his character from Tokyo Drift oh, interact yeah. with Ty- Tyrese? 100%. He's the best character. Along with Tyrese, right? Tyrese is a great character. We yeah. love Tyrese. No, we don't. Add <laughs> enough Tyrese. So far! He just screams in all of those films. He He's just like... He's earning that paycheck. He really, to be fair, he does earn that paycheck. Uh, fair play to him. My favourite fast moment is easily when the Rock pushes the heat-seeking missile without <laughs> melting instantly. No, I love it when he um he has that cast and he just kind of doesn't he just flex it off. Yeah. <laughs> he sees the the TV yeah. and he goes, <laughs> he's like, oh, Dad, no. Daddy's gonna go to work. My friends need help. I'm gonna just fix my arm. And then he just walks down the street. With a chain, like a machine gun. Uh, and what's best, it called? I can never think of it. The best part of all those films is literally the uh, the the safe that bit in fucking the fifth one. Oh they're, yeah, when they're, they're taking the safe, the safe down the street. Like, yeah. 
I love that film because it's a heist film and they spend all this time building up the heist that they then then don't do. And they just kill because every like, mob if oh, that's no, safe. We can't do it. Let's just rip the safe out of the wall. <laughs> Vin Diesel die in Fast Seven and the way he's brought back to light is let he goes. I remember I'm your wife and he goes about damn time. Well, it's like technically that, Letty that. died, remember, and then they brought her back. Technically Han died and now he's coming back, so Maybe they'll drink and they'll bring Paul Walker back. Not for real, obviously. Too soon. R.I.P. <laughs> Too soon? Sorry. I'm Let's move on. Moving on. I, always, no, I need to say this thing about Paul Walker because more people need to hear this. Um, people probably know Paul Walker was in a film called Vehicle 13 or something like that, Vehicle 19, something like that. Um, and shortly after he died, I remember I was in uh, I was in a shop with my cousin and we were looking at like the DVDs. And the, there was the, the DVD for that film it was shortly after he died. And it was obviously, it's one of those crappy, probably action movies, driving movie. I don't know what it is. It's DVD, yeah. You haven't watched it. Um, I have never seen it. But the tagline for the film was wrong place, wrong time, wrong car. <laughs> and it's like, that feels too soon. But did that film come out that was... before he died? <laughs> or did they release it after? And it's just like, that's... That's a terrible would... tagline to associate with Paul Walker because of how he died. Yeah, as soon as as soon as he passed, you would immediately change, change all of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's already in the cinema, you'd go, "Yeah, we're we're changing it for for respectful sake." That's fucking terrible. I know. It was. <sighs> it's like, oh wow, that, I can't believe that that exists. But yeah, probably a terrible film. Um... Probably. Okay, we've got we've got. Uh, we've got one more bit of news, let's say. Let's, yeah, let's, let's stick with one more bit of news. This is Star Wars news. Oi, I like Star Wars. I know you do. It's why I picked it, pal. So, uh, the Cassian Andor Disney Plus series, Ugh. entitled Andor, yeah. um, is currently shooting in the UK. Okay, yeah. It's got a stellar cast. It's got like, Stellan Skarsgård, Fiona Shaw, um, Genevieve O'Reilly. It's got a, it's got a Stellan cast. Stellan cast. Well done, man. Um, Alan Tudyk is meant to appear as K2SO, but apparently he's been... I thought they, he he been... I thought they out- outright... Someone's came out and said, no, he's not going to be in it, I thought. Well, that's the, that's the thing. So when they originally went to... I think it was D23 and announced the show, he came out on stage and was like, I'm I'm coming back. Oh. But now they're saying he's being saved for Series 2. Okay. So there's, there's very conflicting things, but a heavy rumour at the moment, and again, this is just a rumour, so take it with a pinch of salt. Um, these are... The same rumours that originate from um, recently where they've said that X-Men are having a reboot called The Mutants. And the people that said that have said that Ewan McGregor is going to have a recurring role in Andor. Apparently. And it's it's quite heavily rumoured at the moment. Um, But if he turns up, I wouldn't mind. I feel like... I don't want Obi-Wan to turn up because that just... I don't know, it makes no sense. that Why would he... I don't want him to leave Tatooine in that time when he's supposed to be in exile because that defeats the purpose. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him to turn up because I feel like if he turn, if he turns up in this, it will take away from the whole fact that he's getting his own show and we're all so hyped for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I but then, but then if like we see him, I'd, I'd still be a bit like, oh, sick. No, it'd be cool. It'd know. be cool. But maybe it's more like it could be like he shows up in a hologram because there's obviously those recorded messages he left. Yeah, maybe, and I'm sure it'll 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 tease the Obi Wan series in some way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're going to be set around the same time. Unless they go to Tatooine, 
Possibly. But, uh, I mean, we don't really know. We don't really know the setup for the. We don't know the setup for the series, do we? We don't know if it's, it's like an a different thriller or something like that, isn't it? Kind of. Like yeah, but I mean, we don't know if it's. Yeah, we don't know if it's different missions per episode or if it's one overarching mission. Overarching, I think, because based on like some of the cast they've got in. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm probably. I'm not on board with seeing Obi Wan like show up off off Tatooine. Like, I feel like that just messes a little bit with the story. It's like, yeah. you know when people keep saying, oh, they should bring this character into the Obi-Wan series, this character, this character. It's only going to be six episodes, isn't it? Four, it was like four or six episodes I kept hearing. It's six one-hour episodes, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you don't want to flood that then with loads of characters that technically, I mean, because there's people saying, oh, they might cast someone as Duchess Satine. It's like, at that point, spoilers for Clone Wars, if you haven't seen it, but at that point... Uh, you, how much of Clone Wars have you seen? On series three, but I know the Duchess of Satine arc. Well, it's just so I, Satine, yeah. Of sorry, yeah, I, I know, you I know what happens. What happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. know what happens. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the clip, clip on okay, YouTube yeah. well, and yeah, TikTok. Um, and stuff. So obviously she's dead by that point. Then. Yeah. So her show, like, I mean, I don't it want mean this flashbacks. to be a show full of flashbacks or anything like that. Like, it'll be cool if some of them show up. Like. Because, you know, they can obviously show up through the Force, technically, even though technically only Force people can show up through the Force. Which is why I'd be yeah. I'd be, I'd be totally cool with Liam Neeson showing up. I feel like, yeah, I feel like... Because he's one that's actually come out and said, he really wants I'd it. be more than happy to I, do it, yeah. It's more because he probably I, wants the higher profile job and more money. Like, that's probably what it is. Yeah. But I feel like we could get it, though, but I feel like if we did, it would be a kind of... It would be like a five-minute scene in an episode of him communicate I, I don't think it would be reoccurring enough to be in the whole series well, I think they'd save it for like that one scene he has come back from like voice roles in like uh, Clone Wars and that he did, yeah he did Clone Wars didn't he he did that episode I rewatched that recently actually he's in the Mortis arc I think he shows up a couple of yeah. times as well but yeah I think I think I'm like you I don't want this show to be flashback heavy but the flashbacks I want are the ones we're probably going to get like I'd want more with him and Anakin in so the Clone I'm, Wars I know I'm, we've got all the Clone Wars stuff yeah. but I'm to, I'm it'll be nice of, to see that I'm not really on board with him having a um, I mean it'll be really cool to see but him having a face off with Vader because it's like that I guess you can just say that when he says like you know last time because when they meet in you know A New Hope it's like last time we fought you know I was the learner that thing yeah I guess it, it depends how powerful Vader is as well because obviously it depends how soon after Revenge of the Sith and how close to A New Hope he is. Well, isn't it meant to be, they've already said, haven't they, the length of time? I can have a quick search. It's like, 11 years? Yeah, well, that doesn't ring a bell, to be fair. It was something, because they did say, I thought they said a specific time it takes place. Uh, it's said to be Disney Plus. It is set... It said no ten years ten after years. Revenge of the Sith. So we've got like a ten year there'll be a ten year old Luke Skywalker around, which is obviously why they were apparently they're casting for a young Luke Skywalker, which, you know I'm I'm, I'm all okay about. I know a lot of people were being like, Oh, why do we Because, you know, everyone hates seeing their favourite Star Wars characters as children for some reason. Um Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> Obi Wan's it there makes... over Luke. And I don't. Th- I think people think, oh no, he's going to be in the whole thing. No, he'll be in like the first and the last episode in very fleeting appearances. It won't be. It won't be a major role. There'll probably be a scene where like Obi Wan saves Luke from something, and he has the interaction with him, and then like Uncle Owen's like, exactly. you stay away from him. 
because the series will end with him going back to Tatooine. This, they've already said this is a yeah. They, they've already said this is a this is a one-off six-episode series. If they've stolen they're not my planning idea, a series too. So, just so. <laughs> well, I can't, but no, can't, I'm happy. You can't. You remember what? You uh, can't see Lucasfilm really. No, remember what or we Disney. used to? We were suing Disney as well. Remember what we were taught in um, our course is that you can't copyright. You know the idea. You can only copyright the expression of the idea. Oh well, yeah, that's true. What a, what a seminar that was, or a lecture, I should say. Yeah, which is true, though. But I mean, I mean it's true. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I'm I'm happy out of everyone that that could come back to the Obi Wan series, and they're just taking a, a break from Andor. But speaking on Obi Wan, I'm happy they're bringing Hayden Christensen back. Um, I, I it's hard because obviously we don't really know. Everyone's assuming it's going to be flashbacks, but then they're saying that he is going to be in the Vader suit, and there's going to be scenes. Apparently, there'll be scenes without the helmet. Like in the in, so that would be quite interesting to see, and it, it it's just nice to to get to see, because once when you the one the one thing you get when watching the Clone Wars is you get so much more of their relationship together, which is so so interesting. Yeah, like especially well. exactly, and that's why that's why I love the Clone Wars because it made me fall in love with the prequels, and I think if we get even just a couple of flashbacks of them in the Clone Wars, it would be so good to see. I think I think it would really. It it really benefit the series, but not not to overdo it. They they can't do flashback after flashback after flashback. It needs to be a couple here and there, but focus on this core story that they're obviously going to tell. Yeah. See, when I was when I was like thinking of what, what I'd personally like to see from an Obi Wan story, not this is not my idea. I'm you know the one I made up, my silly heist idea I made up. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. It's insane that one. But uh, the one. It's great. The idea I have. But the what I'd thought of what the Obi Wan series could have been was it been like this one man's kind of his life in the desert on Tatooine kind of thing, like him being plagued by all these memories and stuff like that. Yeah. And well, that like could that. be it's actually. Like, I, I was thinking that I'd be more interested in seeing an Obi Wan story where the conflict is him dealing with you know his own inner conflict more than anything, as you know because you know as the Jedi Order's gone like you know and following the Jedi Code and stuff like that, because Obi Wan's always like skirted on the edge anyway. Yeah, because, um, I am. He, you know, he flat out says to Satine, if she had told him she, she loved him earlier on, he would have left the Jedi Order. You know, and when in that moment when he tells, when Anakin's burning and he's like, well, before he burns and he tells him, you know, you are my brother, I loved you. That's him, kind of rejecting the Jedi value of like, you know, not forming attachment. Like he obviously he'd formed an attachment with Anakin. Yeah, and you even get that before the fight as well. He goes and, like, "Anakin's like a brother. Yeah. I won't kill him." And Yoda's like, "You need to, you need to yeah. do this. Like, this is how you have to Which do." Is why you know it's not shown very clearly, but like obviously fans have read it in read into the prequels. Is that you're not meant to like you meant you're not you're not meant to necessarily like the Jedi. You can root for them, but you're not meant to like them. You're, yeah, you're meant to see the hypocrisy in the Jedi. Yeah, their ideals are and, not. On the the Obi- way they go about things aren't great. On the Obi-Wan thing for a second, something that would be cool to see if they play into it, they probably won't, but you know that comic series, uh, the Anakin Obi-Wan one, I don't know what it's called anymore. Anakin, I think it's just... Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm trying to get that myself, but I can't actually get it's, it anywhere. It's fine, it's not great, but like, there's a moment in it, uh, during the like the thing they're going through, uh, it shows you flashbacks of like, Anakin's not necessarily sure about being a part of the Jedi Order, and he's like saying you might want to leave. Okay. Like, and that's a sick like point. And what you find out like later on in the in because I think it's only like four issues, five issues maybe. 
But what yeah, it's you, quite sure. Yeah, but what you find out later on is like when Yoda's talking to Anakin about it, he's uh, talking to Obi Wan. He's like, you know what must happen, you know, if Anakin leaves the Order, and because, and I think it's anyway. I just just say it. Uh, if Anakin leaves the Order, Obi Wan has to leave with him. Really? Because he would have failed him. Oh like, shit! If, if his like yeah, if Anakin apparent, apparently I don't know what it is. I think or I think it's more because of Anakin's age and that, and his like you know his knowledge of the Force and stuff. Like that. But it's like when you think about what happened with Ahsoka then when she left the Order and Anakin didn't leave with her, but maybe that was they were like oh well, you know he's our best Jedi we don't lose him. <laughs> yeah, that's but, really interesting. Yeah, there's the comic, so much yeah. of the Jedi and Star Wars you can get into as well. But yeah, in that comic, like there's a there's the mo it, it is not it's revealed later in the end like Anakin stays obviously. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, of course. But yeah, there's a moment where it's like you know if he leaves, uh, you know what must happen. Everyone's like, yeah, I must leave with him. And it's like it's really interesting. Huh. I so now, but now that I've just said that and then just thought about Ahsoka leaving the order, but I guess Ahsoka was expelled and then allowed back in. Yeah, she was more cast out yeah. and then and on the right and that's it. You can come back. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, actually, no, yeah, I'd it. say they that. Didn't accept her in. They said you can come back, and she said I don't want to. So that's different. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, the world of Star Wars is one that you can really, yeah. really look at. That's why, that, I mean, I need to get back onto it myself. That's why I think more people should watch The Clone Wars oh, because yeah, the there's so amazing. much, so even I'm only on series three and there's so much depth to it. It's insane how you get so much depth from like just a single twenty-minute episode. It's because I mean, George Lucas was obviously heavily involved in The Clone Wars, and it was because he wanted to, you know. That's the one thing you can always admire about George Lucas is he's telling the story he wants to tell. But yeah, there's a that's lot of, true. A lot of gaps, obviously. He realised that, so he was like, before he obviously sold Star Wars, he left the fans with the Clone Wars. Yeah, like, and thank God he did. Dave Filoni, man, Wars was around God. for a while anyway. It started in two thousand and eight. So true. But no, yeah, it's a great show. It really delves into a lot of stuff in Star Wars that the movies don't get to. Same with Rebels. Yeah, Rebels is one I need to jump onto as well, actually. Rebels is just as good as Clone Wars, in my opinion. Like, Okay. Like, I prefer Clone Wars, but I think it's because I just prefer that era of Star Wars, I think. But yeah, when, yeah, that's fair. When I watch all of Rebels, like, when I watched it all like, to the end, I was it's incredible. I'm excited to start it. I just got to finish Clone Wars first. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying. Um, but yeah, that's it for my news this week. There's nothing really else that kind of stuck out, stood out to me. To be yeah, fair, I don't think there's any news. I I'm sure sorry. there was absolutely loads. There's probably, I mean, there's probably loads more little things, but we're not we're not interested in everything. We're only interested in things we're interested in. Exactly. If you don't like it, please still listen. <laughs> well, unless none of this is, unless you're not interested in any of this, in which case you wouldn't be listening. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you're not listening, then. Why am I speaking to you right now? There's no. I don't think there's any more news. I don't think there's anything. Nothing. Nothing live. Nothing that's just no, I looked, hit the interweb. I've already looked. There's nothing. I mean, I'm just looking on on Google to see. Um... I could sing another song like I do every no, week. No. No. There's nothing. Ah. Uh, Let's move on then, shall we? Let's move on to our main topic of this week. From from one Disney property to another. They're all 
Disney properties these days. We're, we're one day we will all be a Disney property. I'll be a Disney property. Well, technically, Apple could buy and sell Disney, so you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. To be fair, they, uh, they have more money than Disney. But anyway, yeah. Um. But yeah, so originally this episode was going to be us talking about uh, Godzilla and the Cod and the Kong films, um, yeah, gearing of, up towards every single, single one that's ever been made. No, from the Legendary Monster Universe. Yeah. Um, but in well, building up to Godzilla versus Kong at the end of the month. However, um, we thought with the series finale of One Division uh, at the time of recording was yesterday. We thought instead of doing a little mini episode for that, we will make that our topic for this week. And then next week's episode will be all about Godzilla and the Kong film. So, and Godzilla directed by Gareth Edwards, Kong Skull Island, and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, so, if you've got any opinions on those three films in particular as well. You, I take it you don't know who directed the others because you only said Gareth Edwards. <laughs> yep, that's why I mentioned the full dark titles of the other two films. Who, who directed? Thanks for. I was hoping we could just skip past uh, it. Jordan Vote Rot Roberts, who's doing a Metal Gear Solid film. Okay. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, I rewatched uh, that the other day. And whatever the other one is, Godzilla King of the Monsters was. Who did that? I thought I knew. Like off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, because they're, oh, they're all Doherty. I think. I think yeah, they're, they're all different directors, aren't they? Yeah, all different. Because um, there's a whatever the new ones by. I forget his name. Yeah, if you've got any opinions on those three films, if you watched them and liked them, if you watched them and didn't like them, get in touch. Let us know, and we can we can talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for for today, today's episode anyway, we're going to be speaking all about One Division, and it will, I think it's safe to say, it'll it'll be spoilers from the start. It's yeah. it's a show that's very hard to talk about without spoilers. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't watched it yet, up to and you're up to this point in the episode, uh, there's time codes, but maybe just maybe just wait stop the episode now and then come back to it when you've when you're caught up yeah um i think that's that's a fair warning yep warning seen it, don't listen. Spoilers. There, <laughs> there we go spoilers commencing um yeah let's jump straight into it so wandavision the finale episode well no, no nine, listen title so not... the series finale i think it's called or the season finale is that the name of the episode yeah yeah it's the season finale but uh, before before even that i'll ask you connor what is WandaVision? It's a show by uh, by Disney set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, featuring Wanda and Vision. Oh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of worded that wrong. I wanted you to kind of explain the the, the whole the thing outline, the outline, the basic outline of the show. Wanda, big sad, create her own little reality in a small town so that she can live out normal life, but people on outside don't like that. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> <laughs> Hijinks ensue at the end. All of my favourite fucking descriptions of anything are when it ends with like hijinks ensue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like... It's just such a subtle way to say shit gets real. Yeah. Um, um, I hate doing recaps of anything or plot descriptions. That's just... let's just jump. Look, let's just let's just jump into it. The last the last thing we saw before the finale was it was a it was like a reminiscent. Uh, of Wanda's life almost she took us through different moments how she got her powers yeah. uh, all about Agatha it was a really strong episode we've done a mini-sode about the previous episodes before so you can go back and listen to them sure. This we're, we're going to cover the series finale the series as a whole and our thoughts and kind of going forward um, 
but series finale, what did you think, man? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? I Tell me some thoughts. I will say, first off, like, because of the nature of the show being week to week, uh, and being a Marvel Cinematic Universe show, everyone's had so many theories, us included. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that have all been wrong. And it was actually... Yeah. Yes, the re- and because of that, I can admit I was a little disappointed by the finale, but I can accept that the show as a whole is really strong because of this. Like the finale, I mean, we'll go more into like the show as a whole next, but like I just wanted to say that, but yeah, because of that, I was a little disappointed at first, but I can also see now what the whole show was trying to do. And it, you know what? What it Sorry, is, it's, it's a very personal story about specifically about Wanda. Yeah. Like, See, that was that was my that's you've actually just brought up a, a key point of mine actually. If you if you if you don't mind me mm-hmm. jumping in, so I think I think a problem, not it's not necessarily a problem with the show itself, but it's a problem with us maybe as fans. Yes. That sounds also quite bad. No, it is. But no, we're not just yeah, is, not just this show. Yeah, the problem is us. But, the but, fans. <laughs> Yeah, not just with this show, but also with I think with the rest of the Marvel shows going forward, even things like Mandalorian, but more more the Marvel shows. So Falcon Winter Soldier will have it, Loki, Hawkeye, because they're going to be week to week, right? We we're used to getting Marvel in a two hour, and this is Agents of Shield. Um, we're used to getting these films in a two and a half to three hour block. So we don't have time to go away and go, let's theorise what's going to happen towards the end of this this film. No, because we get the film and we theorise about the next film or the post credit scene. Yeah. The fact that we're getting these week-to-week episodes, you've got seven days before the next the next little part. So, of course, people are going to theorise like, man, that's that's what a Marvel fan does. That's what all fans do. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. Like you said, we've done it from week to is... week. I've, I've certainly been privy to it, but I think that... It's because of that I was the same as you. I I was a little disappointed, but not in the show. The disappointment that I found in the finale was my fault for theorizing so much. Yeah, like there's there's also I can also say that the filmmaker, the filmmakers, the uh, the showrunners definitely wanted us to do this as well because there were so many red herrings that were also comic references. Like yeah, like a kind of a kind of too many. I feel. Um, like there was the the fly thing was definitely meant to try and be like oh is it Mephisto because everyone was obviously thinking it was Mephisto as well so yeah the the uh, the rabbit was called Senor Scratchy and there's a character whose last name is Scratch that's got something to do with Agatha Harkness. Well, I mean, um, I'd, I'd even go as far as to say Evan Peters even was in Evan the biggest Peters red herring. Was, yeah, but now that I'm looking at that, and I think they even said that in in in, in an interview that they, that's part of the like the joke is that sitcoms did that they recast characters and they were like let's just get over it kind of thing you know oh well we recast them and i feel like the whole reason is it's just a joke like it is just supposed to be yeah and Um, i can i can accept that now while the show was going and we didn't know what was going to happen like yeah everyone was like oh my god is this going to be their way of introducing the x-men all that kind of stuff but i'm i'm happy it, it isn't and i'm disappointed that it's nothing but it's fine. For me, with the with the Evan Peters thing, I can understand what it's meant to be because obviously, someone in the X Men universe is going to be in this universe, but not be that person. If that makes sense, they're going to have the same face, but they're going to be under a different name. They could be a different Harry Young in an alternate universe. You know what I mean? That's just how 
alternate universes work and the multiverse works. So I can I can I can understand that. I think the thing with the, with us as fans as well is they've they've often come out and said this is this is going to directly link at least for Wanda to Doctor Strange two, which is entitled the Multiverse of Madness. So of course when you see Evan Peters, you're gonna you're gonna hit multi you're gonna yeah, think multiverse. You just yeah. gonna, you're going to. Um, and I think the fact he wasn't is fine. I enjoyed him in the series, but I felt him in the last episode, I was completely let down He's by the kind of... The his reveal, and then you don't see him again. Has, and I felt... He has one good episode, and that's the only episode he's, like, in properly. The Halloween one, yeah. yeah. And, like, he's and fine, I feel like... like I feel like I should have kept him to that. Yeah, I mean, for me. I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, I don't mind too much now, because it's just like, yeah, it's fine, just... It does feel like a bit of a letdown because we were because so many so many people had so many high expectations. Mm. But that's that's the only think, reason why it really feels like that much of a letdown. No, no, of course. But I think even if you just take it from the from the joke perspective, I think that at least in the finale, you found out that he's Agatha's. Like Agatha goes on at the start of the series about more her about her husband called Ralph, um, but you never see him, and it turns out that uh, Evan Peters' character looks like Quicksilver from the X-Men universe but his real name in this universe is Ralph, well, is no, her husband well, no, his, his real, we don't know that's his real name because at the, earlier on in the show also uh, it's mentioned that there's someone in witness protection in that town and he, he's got like a sheet that has a picture of him with the name and I think that's meant to be his witness protection profile right like, okay, see I didn't like, click on to that when she's like, yeah, picture, it, look, it kind of looks like it could be an actor's headshot, which it could be, but I think it's meant to be a witness protection thing. And he is somebody else, but he might still be nobody. <laughs> like, but yeah, we find yeah, out his I, name is Ralph course. Boner. And the thing I found disappointing is you find that out, and then Monica, you can see he has like this 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 necklace on that has like a hex around it. Yeah, um, which is obviously giving him the memories of Quicksilver and his powers. And Monica basically takes that off and says, "Nice to meet you, Ralph," and then you never see him again. And I get, I get for a fifty-minute episode. There's not enough time to a, wrap his arc up, and there's a lot to, there's, there's a lot to pack in. There's a few things like that in this episode. Yeah, which we'll get to but, as we go further on. But um, exactly. But for me, for that, I would have rather he was only in the Halloween episode, and I didn't see him again after after Wanda blasts him. Yeah, I'd rather him not have been in this one because I feel like that was just a bit. It does. I just mean, we needed, needed. An, we needed an answer about who he was because otherwise there, that would have been left open and been like, okay, where did he go? Where is X? Is he still showing up? Which people are still going to think anyway, because like he's in witness protection. He could he could still be ever he could still be uh, Pete, Peter Maximoff from the X Men universe because obviously he's Peter in that universe, not Pietro. Yeah, um, look, I'm, we're, we're saying think, all this. I think it was just for the joke. That's literally all I think it was. Yeah. Look, we're saying all this. It sounds like we hate the episode. I didn't hate the episode. I no, thought I it was a good episode. As a yeah, as a finale, I do it. actually think it was a it was a satisfying finale for what the show was meant to be without all the theorizing. I, I actually, because I said this before, but and I, then I said that I probably wouldn't be able to do it so soon after. But I actually feel like going back and binge watching the show now because I feel like I would appreciate it more. That's what like we, me and me and my partner are rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I was worried that. Because at the moment we're about to do, we're doing an Age of Ultron tomorrow, so Wanda's first introduction. Um, but I was worried that we'd get to Far From Home, and then I'd be like, I can't sit through One Division again. But I feel like I can. It's it's still you it's still doing, fresh. You say you're doing a watch through, but did you even watch The Incredible Hulk? We might have to get past that one. It's a good film. 
It's like, all right. Rewatch re- re- watch it. Like not now, obviously, because it's not part of the you know the orders all out of out of whack. But it's a good film. Like it is. It, yeah, it's got you know it's got its problems, but it's all right. It's not terrible. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. I think yeah. it's because it's just because it's a different Hulk. But um, anyway, with another thing with something I actually tweeted is that all us Marvel fans need to get used to the fact that not everything is something. Sometimes a thing just is. Yeah, I think I think it, we find it. I think it's so hard because with the Infinity Saga, everything usually led to something. Well, but I whole, think the MCU I mean, as a whole has been like that. Like everything has been a hint towards something, and this is the first thing no, we've not done that. Well, exactly, because we're not. I keep forgetting that we're not in the Infinity Saga anymore, and I think that's what it is. Because this is a new, this is a new saga now. I, they're they're breaching towards a new overall yeah. thing, so it's going to go in a new direction. I think it's more the nature of the show as well. I don't think it's necessarily the new saga we're in. It's also, I think it's a big part of the nature of the show. It is meant to, for the most part, it was meant to be a comedy. It's made by comedy, like you know, people. Yeah, you. I mean, look. As I said, as a story, if you take away the theorizing and just look at the story and the characters, like this is a story. Yes, we get Vision as well, and we get her kids, but this is a Wanda-centric story. This is building her up to to the end. Where again, like, like I said, this is a spoiler-heavy talk. So, this is this is building her up to become the Scarlet Witch going forward in the in the MCU. You know what I mean? Like in in Doctor Strange two, she is now the Scarlet Witch, and this series has been showing her deal with her grief and her acceptance of that grief to build up to that point and i think as a story as a contained story it actually does that quite well i think yes the theories and the red herrings let it down there is other there's little bits that i didn't like in this particular finale like um which we'll get into but as yeah as an episode i i did enjoy it um and i do I, i do enjoy this overall series and i like i quite like where wanda's going now as well yeah, definitely. It's it's really yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because it doesn't really leave a lot open for what we can consider might happen next in terms of for Wanda. Like we obviously we'll get to that when we get to it. But there's a bit in uh, the end credits scene, obviously. Yeah, I think that's the bit that. Next, but... That's the major thing yeah. that they hint. I think. But um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. The show, yeah, I mean, the show is about. Actually, no, you know what I'm going to say. Actually, uh, in you know about all the little hints they were made, like they were leaving for us, like you know, to be like, is this going to be something? Is this going to be something? A lot of it does feel like it does feel very intentional. Like it does feel like the filmmakers are doing that to to get people talking, to get people theorizing. But it worked. It worked. Do you know what I mean? It worked because you know word of mouth for this show has been insane but um there's so much like in the show that is left open to interpretation and then in the end obviously it's all just oh no it's all, it's all nothing which it does feel it feel in that point it feels that that was always the intention it wasn't like i don't know i can't i can't think of how to properly explain it but i do get i do kind of get what you're saying and i mean i think i think the show i like the fact that they they brought in every character like I like the inclusion of Monica, of Jimmy Woo and, and Darcy. One thing I'll say about this finale is I never expected those those three characters I mean Monica no look I never expected those three side characters they brought in 
to have proper conclusion. Uh, you know, Monica's going to lead Captain Marvel too, so she'll have a she'll she'll have something which is again well, another post credit scene that we'll Marvel talk about. Two and possibly uh, Secret Invasion. Yes, um, Wu. I'm sure we'll see him in Ant Man three. Possibly, I'm sure he'll pop up again. Yeah. And Darcy, they're saying possibly for free, maybe not. Maybe we'll, um, she said she's come out well, and said that she's filmed little bits also. and pieces. Yeah, she's come out and said that she's filmed little bits and pieces for Marvel going forward, um, which will be exciting. But I felt, especially with Darcy, a character they brought in that everyone really enjoyed, and she had quite a big role to play at the start of the series when you first saw her. I felt like I wanted. My thing about Darcy is that in this episode, she is in one moment. She's in five seconds. And then she's just, that's my that was yeah, my. She's just gone. She, that was, at the end, they're just like, oh, like, she's she left. No, that's exactly my point. That's that's the thing. I feel like they knew what to do with her in episode four, five, and six, and even the episode with Vision. But they didn't know how to kind of story. conclude her. It doesn't have to be a solid conclusion because again, she's probably going to come back in also, phase four at some point. She wasn't going through anything in that. She wasn't. Ha- a character that had an arc in this show she was just there to be there yeah it could literally have been a line of something like like right at the very end she could have said a line about how she had to go away to go see a friend or something that links to 4-2 do you know what I mean 4-4 four, 4-4 four. Four, four, fuck me <laughs> um, but yeah I don't know there's some bits where it feels like yeah I don't know where these characters are going to go but then it doesn't this, the show's not about them um Exactly, but I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy Woo, I don't know, you know, what are they going to do with him next? The kind of thing it doesn't leave you that thing. He's just going to go back to doing his job, like you know, like he does in Ant Man. Um, yeah, and I'm sure. The thing is with Wu, I think he's the kind of character that can just pop up from time to time, and you'd be like, "Oh, look, it's weird. That's cool. I like him." Yeah. With Darcy, I would have just liked, like I said, I would have just liked just a line at the end of, even if it was Randall Park and that post credit scene saying, "Oh, she said she had to go see a friend, like a friend, yeah. a friend called Jane Foster." That would have been absolutely fine. Would, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but it would have felt forced. And then if it, she doesn't show up in the next thought, then it has nothing to do with it. It's like you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying her particular, but just uh, just a line to to say where she's gone not just oh yeah she does yeah. want a beer but then that also she's gets gone. into the thing of like Marvel fans always want everything to be more it's like yeah it's just, no that does that does actually just leave that in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter what matters is Wanda's story where we leave off with her and obviously we're up, we're in, we're introduced to um, obviously Monica in this show and then we see where she's left off we see that she's got something She's visited by a scroll who tells her, you know, ma, ma, someone who was friends with your mom wants to see her. People are apparently saying that's that scroll again. This is Marvel fans it, taking something up, possibly nothing, but they're saying it could be the the young yeah, kid from not, because she, they would interact. They, they would have more than just a. She's just a random scroll. I feel. And if oh, they do bring fair. back the kid, she will probably show up in the next thing. Well, it depends on like what, like what. Does this mean that... I mean, I guess you can assume then that Captain Marvel 2 is going to tie into the Secret Invasion series? I would be... I would be highly surprised if it didn't. Personally. So that means we're going to get more scroll stuff, though? So is, that, is that all we're going to get from Captain Marvel I think, things? No, I think... I think a lot of the post credit scenes going forward for things like the last episode of Falcon and the Soldier or... or I think I think we're going to get more post credit scenes that link to Secret Invasion because I feel like that's going to be the big thing they're going to try and head towards you now say, maybe you say that might be the big thing but then Secret Invasion is just going to be a Disney Plus show oh that's true 
And I, I get why people love the secret invasion storyline and all that. You know, it's, oh no, the heroes, some of the heroes were scrolls all along. I hate that idea. I not never read that comic, but I hate the idea of them turning around and being like, oh my god, Thor was a scroll all along. It's like, what? <laughs> See what, after I, I finished reading today, actually, um, Avengers vs. X-Men, mm. the graphic novel, I finished that this afternoon, and if there was anything I'd want them to adapt instead of Secret Invasion I'd love that I think that would be a great way to steer the universe but anyway look yeah. I think for this I think for this particular series let's focus on some positives right I you know there's little gripes at the moment that are definitely that are niggling at us but I think overall for me right and I've said this on our minisodes is that um, when they announced WandaVision I was I was highly like I don't care about this at all and I said, I remember saying to you, I was like, I like Wanda, don't really care about Vision. Vision, I'm not too bothered about the concept of this show. But now, what this show has done quite well is it's taken these two characters that one I quite liked and the other one I didn't really care about, and now they're probably two of my favourite characters in the MCU. Period. Like I, I, I loved getting to know these characters on a very personal level. I think Wanda is one of my favourite characters just in general. And I think, I think as well, Elizabeth Olsen absolutely killed it in this show. I mean, so did Paul Bettany, but I like the fact the show took two characters that not necessarily people connected with, and at the end of it, people are now saying, no, these are two of my favourite characters in this universe now, because I actually feel like I know them. Yeah, no, it's good to... This is like the most... This is the most personal I think anything's got in the MCU. Yeah, for sure. Like, the most... Like, there, obviously there's a lot of personal stuff we see throughout with all the other characters and that but this felt like the really the most personal because it just felt like you know real life kind of thing if you know what I mean yeah exactly and like, I, everyone else I... obviously their lives are so e extravagant to an extent like Tony Stark's obviously he's a billionaire uh, Captain America's a, you know he's a super soldier who's like you know highly respected by everybody in the world essentially um Thor's a god, and obviously Bruce Banner's a scientist who's always on the run, so he never gets a normal life. So you know, it's those. This felt like, yeah, it was obviously because everyone was under Wanda's control and she was creating this reality. But you can very much see that that's what she wanted. Like she wanted to have that kind of normal life, and you don't see that with the other characters as much. Exactly, and I think I think the thing I like as well is. Like coming out of Captain America film, right? I say, oh, I love Captain America. He's one of my favourite characters. But it's not, it's not like oh, I really like him as a character and what he goes through, and and you know Steve as a person. But I just go, Captain America's sick. This film is so so good. Winter Soldier's great because he has to deal with this. But with this show, I went, it wasn't all crash bang wallop. It wasn't big action sequences. It was you, you had to. It's, this was a character dealing with grief in the only way that she knew how. Yeah. And it was it was so kind of raw to to watch it, for something for this universe that doesn't always take the time to do stuff like that. Yeah, I I just yeah I really connected to Wanda to a point of her and well Scarlet wishes that I'm just now like she's she's easy one of my favorite characters and even Vision I never ever cared about Vision. I liked him in Infinity War for the point he had in the plot, but I didn't care about him in Age of Ultron. I didn't I, care about him in Civil War. I really liked Apart him. from I, I liked, I liked, I liked like, I, he was my favourite part of uh, Age of Ultron when I first saw it well no I mean I liked Paul, Te Paul Bettany's take on the character I liked his scenes with Wanda like in Civil War where they're doing all the cooking and 
that kind of stuff. But I wasn't interested to a point where I was like coming away and going, oh, I need to, I want to look all stuff up about Vision and know his backstory and all that kind of stuff. But with this show, I really connected to him because Paul Bettany really shined in the comedy aspects of this show, I think. Yeah. Um. Um, the negative I can I will go off from the uh, you know the whole the way about about Wanda specifically is that she is just like just so easily just let off the hook with what she was doing yeah 100% well like we you could say she just she kind was, of flies away does she because yeah, we do find out that it was her in control of the hex you know the whole time it was her in those people's minds the whole time you know, yeah. they they all the people in the town could feel everything she felt. They like, you know, they they were dealing with her grief as much as she was. And she was stopping them yeah. from like seeing their families and stuff like with their kids, for example, and stuff like that. And like yeah, that's in true. the end, Monica's just like, I would have done the same thing. Like in terms of she's like, I would have brought back my mum if I could have. Yeah. Um if I had her if she had her ability, she would have done you know, and, and like yeah, okay, you can see that you understand her on some level, and then they do just, just let her go. I get it to the point where it's like, we can't really stop her, she's too powerful anyway. Yeah. Which does leave that whole... How, how is the world going to then, like, view Wanda as, as, a, as an Avenger in that sense? Like, because she's, she's, you know, not got a lot of positive things against her. You know? Yeah, she's she's got... she. I think the thing about Wanda as well, especially in this episode, is... I think going into this show, we knew that Wanda was going to lose a lot and going to have to deal with a lot more. But in this episode, she loses everything. Do you know what I mean? Like she, she loses her husband in front of her because she decides to give it all up and tries to do the right thing. Well, the, the, and the, then, the option is she can stay, she can keep her fam, she can keep Vision and her kids, but that means keeping the hex going and living in that you know false reality. And that, yeah, and it's not fair to the people living in there. And then she also she loses her kids as well, and that's. That that scene where she basically says to him, "Thank you for choosing me to be your mum," that was hard to watch. I like they like, didn't just... approach that with like you know too much emotion. They didn't like make it feel exactly. Like, it Wanda, was but... Wanda was accepting in that scene. Like she accepted that she was letting this go. Like that was what I liked about it. Like they didn't make her feel like this. They didn't turn her into like an emotional wreck or anything like that. No, it was when Vision just kiss him on the head and goes night chaps and just kind of walks out kind of because he yeah, can't deal with it that's what you're, that got that's me. What you're, that got that's what you're like you're like oh shit like even he's sad yeah. but then you can say she's very accepting of it but I think what I'm excited about going for I mean we should talk about the end credit scene with Wanda is, well, is she has off, I'll say first off we should talk about because um, we skipped like the big conflict scenes in this between you know Agatha and Wanda oh sorry yeah we should talk about Agatha as well shouldn't we like Agatha, the whole time, she just wants the Scarlet Witch power for herself. That's, he wants that's to be the, her, she wants to be the Scarlet Witch. She wants to be the most yeah, powerful. She wants the power. That's, the mo- that's her motivation. Um, she doesn't get that, and then obviously her and Wanda, two characters with similar powers, throw some beams at each other. That's what I will say about this show, is that it does live up to the fact that it's not an action show, because there's there's like none, really. Even yeah, it's, it's, episode, it's more it's, of a... It's a lot of nothing. And it does boil down yeah. to that thing that Marvel do a lot, which is two characters with similar abilities fighting fighting each other. Agatha and Wanda, and Vision against other Vision. 
if there was ever a point where I thought Doctor Strange was going to turn up, it would have been at the end where she's throwing the beams at Agatha and Agatha kind of sucks in all her power and Wanda's just yeah. kind of I like there. I like that they don't turn that into... Because at first you think it's going to go the route of... Because she's drawing in all of Wanda's power because that's what, she, you know, yeah. if someone attacks her, she's like, oh, I'm just going to absorb all your power. So Wanda's kind of looking like an old lady. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the point they're trying to, like, think the, the way it seems like it's going to go is that Agatha's going to be like, oh no, this is too much power and she'll explode or something. But I like that what they do is they call back to something from the previous episode, which is that... The runes. Only the, yeah, only the... Yeah, whoever casts the runes, only the witch that casts the runes can use magic in that area. And what Wanda's, yeah, I, I what love Wanda's that. doing when she's like throwing her beams out is she's casting the runes. And when you yeah. when you first get the when you get the reveal of the runes, like the scene itself doesn't look great. It's just like you know it's all dark and red. But I love when you see the runes and there's just these huge fucking like mysterious letters and that. It's like there's. I, re- I love that. Like, I love that reveal. And I love that. I love that as well. Yeah. Because it shows that she's learning as well. Yeah, and I love that, that she. What Wanda does is she puts all this pa- all her power essentially into Agatha, but but then is like, yeah, you can't use any of it because you're in my. my you're, you're, you know, under my runes. And yeah, it does show yeah, I... that Wanda's learned as she's, yeah, she's learned a lot. And I, I really liked that like, little reveal. That, that I feel like we also have to. Sort of subversion. Yeah, we have to talk about literally directly linked to that the reveal of the Scarlet Witch and the, the Scarlet Witch costume that fans I mean fans have been waiting since Wanda first appeared for yeah. this for this costume. The I Witch really yeah, I like the costume. It's it's okay. I really like it. Yeah, I think it looks sick. I think it looks so good. It's just kind of dark, kind of because it's well, it's not really red, like, is it? In fact, what I like about pretty much all of the Marvel costumes is they've always kept it comic accurate to, to a ex- degree to an extent. Yeah, I was gonna say this. Yeah, is, look, look, go. I mean, look at the Scarlet Witch costumes, and the one that's most accurate in this show is the Halloween costume. But... <laughs> True, but I mean, they've kept it. They've kept it. I mean, they've kept it reminiscent to a degree of. It's reminiscent of what's in the comics, but they've put their their spin on it well, to get... fit within this world that yeah. they have. It has to look real. You can't have it. She couldn't just be walking. They don't just do. Suit. They don't just do an X Men and put them in black suits. Black leather. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I also well, really enjoyed. When they did put them in the good suits. They just changed it for the next film and put them in these stupid fucking blue and they yellow. They do that, suits. fucking idiots. Um, X Men Dark Phoenix, man. Dark Phoenix hell. is but trash. It's bad, yeah. But one thing I really enjoyed about this episode, actually, that we haven't spoken about yet, is the ending of the Vision versus White Vision I like, fight. I like. I don't like the fact that it's just two Visions fighting against each other. I do like how they stop fighting. I do like that it's the because they're yeah. like these, you know, these intellectual beings that they just talk, and I like that. Yeah, it's the fact that it's, well, it's not the, the the thesis of Genesis or the theory of Genesis, whatever it was. Yeah, it's not Genesis, but <laughs> not Genesis. I can't remember. But the the thing that the thesis they start talking about is it's it's such a vision moment that I really enjoyed it, and I like I like the fact that White Vision gets his memories back as well so he's he is now vision he's not i mean yes he's white still but he's got all the memories well, got... up to infinity war he's not got one division memories no he, he probably has we don't we just don't see that because we just watched the show yeah so where do you think where do you think vision goes from here now because he's got all back his memories home, back uh, he went back to his home planet he just you know they needed him um because yeah at the end vision also is one of those characters that just disappears the other vision just flies off yeah it's like, I need to go I ponder f- this for a second. It flies off. 
it's very clear that he will come back yeah. and reunite with Wanda he, in some way. Yeah, he's got to go and unlock all those memories. But well, it's weird that, like... I do find that very weird, that, like, the, how that's how that ends. That he he unlocks his memories, because they're all in there. Files off. files, essentially. Uh, yeah. He unlocks that vision's memories, uh, and then just lets him just go. But then where where is he gone? He's not going to go back to Maybe sword. he's... And then, why doesn't Vision just turn around and tell... Why doesn't he tell Wanda, oh, by the way, you know, there's another me out there. Was, yeah, that was the bit that I found weird. Because you could have said to her, look, I've... The other Vision is the real Vision. He well, is he the body the of is, the man you knew. He's, he is different. He doesn't... Yeah, he, he doesn't have, have as much that, emotion. He might have the... He, I was going to say, he has the memories, and he's the original Vision, but he doesn't He might not necessarily have what is essentially Vision's soul. Which is what That's what might be come to terms that, with. Which is what people have I've seen speculation that when he shows up, he might still he might have all the memories, but they didn't happen to him. In a sense, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they will just turn him back into normal vision. Like I feel like that's just the easy thing to Mate, do. Mate, hundred. I think end of Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, he will be normal vision again. I'd be very surprised if he's not in Doctor Strange too. I'll be very surprised if he's not in that film now. Like he, but then again, I feel like I don't know. They would have obviously, obviously, they never would have confirmed it. And maybe they still won't confirm it. Maybe, but yeah, well, I'd, I'd be surprised if he's yeah, not. We'll know by the time they're not. They're not. Are they filming it? They they've only. Filming. They've only. Well, no, they've only got a month left. That was the other thing I was going to say. Actually, is that Doctor Strange Two has been as secretive, if not more secretive, than Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame filming to the point of <clears throat> they've done it so closed off. Nothing's leaked for that film yet. I feel like all other film films you get little. I do feel like a lot of that film is in studio as well. Yeah, exactly. But saying that, that means a lot of things of that film can be hidden, and that could also link to the fact it's going to be a, a it is going to be a massive it's film for the MCU film going forward. Going. Yeah, because it's it's the multiverse. It's going to be huge. And they're giving it to Sam Raimi. <laughs> it's mad, but yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised because I I read something the other day. It was like they've only got like it might not even be a month. It might be like two weeks. And I was like, oh god, I didn't even know it was filming yet. Like. I'm still like, um, kind of anxious that we're not gonna get because obviously the world's not changed as it we're still in the pandemic and I don't I just want to see these Marvel movies. <laughs> I think I think I think Black Widow will come to Disney Plus. I think they won't, but they won't do the thing with like like Raya and the Last Dragon's just been released on Disney Plus. But there, that's you either pay twenty pound now yeah. or wait till June the fourth and watch it for free. I don't think they'll do that. Have it will be with, you pay they, for it. Have they done that with Ray and the Last Dragon? They've confirmed a free release yeah. date. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, free release date is June the fourth. Because I was going to go problem. buy it. That's the problem. I'm not waiting. I'm gonna. I don't want to wait. I've already said me and my mum are going to watch it tomorrow. I think so. Um, oh, that's nice. But so, the, but that's the thing. I think I think the Marvel films, if they go like Black Widow, I think will come to Disney Plus. But I think it will be you have to pay for it. They won't say a release date for free. It'll be you pay for it or you don't get it. It is of that that thing where it's like they they want to make money. Obviously, they want this film to make a lot of money, and it would. This film, Black Widow, I could see making a billion dollars easily because it's everyone wants it, and because it's a female superhero, what a character that we wanted to see get her own film for a long time. It's like when people Captain Marvel might not be great in a lot of people's opinions. I love it for some, yeah. Even though I know it's not amazing, I just really like the film. Um, and that film made a billion dollars because it's what people wanted to see, a, you know, a female-led yeah, superhero I, I, film. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see loads more female-led superhero is, films. Is, I want to see Black Widow in the cinema. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which is why it's 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 terrible. 
but it's sort of hilarious when you think about how Ike Perlmutter didn't want to make Black Widow toys because women don't sell. He said that, oh, nobody's going to notice that Don Cheadle has replaced Terrence Howard because they all look the same. Like, what a knob. And then, and then Black Panther wouldn't sell. But then you think about, there are so many audiences that haven't seen that kind of thing. Black Panther made over a billion dollars. Captain Marvel made over a billion dollars. Because people want that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, like, I I want to see Black Widow in the cinema. But, yeah, no, I want to see all of them. I want to see all films in the cinema. <laughs> like, you know, if it gets to a point where it says, right, we're going to release Black Widow on Disney Plus, that would probably be the one that I do pay for. I'd probably, yeah. we've waited over a year for that film, that's and I'd like I said, also, I want it. That's one of the reasons why I I'm disappointed that Disney did really confirm a free release date for Ray and the Last Dragon because that's going to stop it from making any money and I think it's partially them being like we don't really want to release Black Widow on streaming because we want it to make as much money as possible but yeah, it's like you, you're going to make a profit on other things anyway <laughs> you know the Avengers films made together made nearly what over 5 billion dollars the last two Avengers films yeah and it's like they can afford to release a film like Black Widow put on the you know the premium access on Disney Plus. They can't afford to do that. Exactly. I get why they don't I've... want to, but they can afford to do it. And I think that's the thing with WandaVision this this field this as well is we had that massive MCU break, didn't we? We had that year long break, but now watching this and I think also partly rewatching all the films uh, with my girlfriend is is it's really fueled my MC. I want more MCU now. I've got to the point where I'm like, I need more. Oh, I'm like that just because of WandaVision, like the finale and like the uh, with the end credits and that. I'm just like, I want to see what this, where this is going to lead, and we don't find that out until next year. That's another thing. So originally, if originally, COVID wasn't in the way, yeah, this, this was this was meant to release, and then like two months later, it was meant to be Doctor Strange too. We yeah. weren't have to, we didn't have to wait over a year. That was the point just, they were just making. Just that everything year. was going to lead into the next thing, like kind of. Way. And it, yeah, and yeah. Falcon the Winter Soldier was meant to be the first thing, obviously, in August, right? Or October, something Yes. Like um, should we... Just quickly as well, we've mentioned Catherine Hahn's character. This whole series, she's been fantastic. All the cast I, have been stellar. I'm going to say something about... I. It's a little bit annoying. Just a little bit. Because when you see yeah. on Twitter, like, where there's like loads of Marvel stands, uh, MCU stands, who have only seen the MCU and nothing else, being like, oh, look, you know... Act, acting like Catherine Hahn is like a revelation. She's always been fantastic. Yeah. Like 100%. I've seen her in a few a few things, but she's always been a really good actress. Like she's she's really funny. She's got, you know, dramatic chops. So, uh, there was a film I watched recently called Private Life, which is it's a kind of it's a kind of a comedy drama, but she's really good in that film. Um yeah. she's a really talented actress. So, she was yeah. really good. I think she's good. I think I don't know the characters. I don't think the character of Agatha was all that interesting in the end, and I think where she no. shines the most is as the nosy neighbor. Okay. Um, Do you think we'll see her again? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Again, I think I think now watching this, not even just in Doctor Strange, but I, th- I think like with that film being so secretive and nearly finished filming, I think this will link to Doctor Strange more than we. Remember, originally the, the film will also have reshoots obviously and they could have additional stuff they'll do in reshoots exactly but should we talk about that well, end I, credit scene I was also going to say briefly uh, the 
the way that how Wanda ends things with Agatha Harkness is pretty kind of you know dark. Brutal. Yeah. She I she obviously she keeps her under the um you know the influence of her spell. And you know says to her says to her you know I'll put you as the character that you cast yourself as the nosy neighbor which is what she's referred to as in a lot of the um stuff online. Yeah, and all like the press releases yeah. and stuff as well. Uh, and she just goes. She just. What well, Agatha? She just makes her that. She just turns her into the nosy neighbor, and it's just like now. Now the people. The thing is, the people are gonna live like they know, but they don't know what she's done. They don't. She's a witch because they was they would have seen her being a witch. But the people of that town now have to live with her. <laughs> also, didn't I like the thing that Agnes says? She says, "You don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've unleashed." And then Wanda just goes, "Well, I know where to find you if I need you." Yeah. Like, that's a nice little hint to what's to come yeah. as well. Also, Again, it could be anything. Could be Mephisto. There's... Could be Nightmare. Yeah. I also love that when she turns her back into the nosy neighbor, you can almost see the pain in her eyes that she's dad stuck like that. Yeah, for sure. Like that's that's fantastic acting in that scene because you can you can see the pain in her like she's stuck like that. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of dark. <laughs> It's really dark. I mean, it shows, and I think I think that also links to the the, the, the very last end credit scene as well. Is yeah. that is that the Scarlet Witch now? Yes, yeah, she let these people go, but now, I mean, the end credit. So going to the end credit scene, this does link. Is you see, you see, Wanda's retreated to she's just saying, a, a cabin in the woods in the mountains. It, it, I was I was like I need to look it up for sure, but it's it's very reminiscent of the cabin that. Um... Bruce Banner's in at the end of the Incredible Hulk. In the end of Hulk. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Very reminiscent. <laughs> I was like, is it but the same you, place? <laughs> you see her outside, and then you hear the kettle boil. So she goes inside and pours herself a cup of tea or a coffee. Tea uh, you know, d- deliberate what you want. And then um, the camera carries on going past her, yeah, and it goes into her bedroom, and then you see the Scarlet Witch version. Well, yeah. um, almost like with Doctor Strange almost when like he's on the astral, on, proje- projection, the thing, astral yeah. projection. Yeah. Uh, going through the dark hold, and then you hear the sound of her kids calling their mum for help, and the camera cuts away. Yep. So, leaning so so towards multiverse stuff or hell. Yeah. So I think I think now it's it's her very clear goal will be that her kids are still out there somewhere. She needs to get them back. People have speculated for a while that a nightmare might be the villain of Doctor Strange, didn't they? So it could very well be leading to him and doing like hell stuff, maybe. Yeah, I don't think this is this is not the last we've seen of the kids as well. I don't think you'd set them up, and they've they've had a pretty good fan reaction as well. But yeah, yeah I I think I think because that could now in Doctor Strange two that could also lead her on a path to being a villain possibly or an antagonist because it she will do absolutely anything to get her kids back. What mother wouldn't? Do you know what I mean? Um, Bad one. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to ask you actually because you've obviously watched Angel of Shield as well. Yeah. The Darkhold is a is a book that's popped up in that as well. Yeah. Do, do you do you know more about what the Darkhold is? I think it's just a book of what well, it is. What it is in it's the more show. dark magic, right? It's and about, chaos magic. Yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is in the show. I don't remember the Darkhold all that much because I, I think it was showing up around the Ghost Rider stuff. That's all I can remember. Yeah. Um, I preferred the look of the Darkhold in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Because okay. it has, like, Darkhold on the front of it, but it's, like, the same upside down, like, the back... It's the same back to front as it is... You know, it's one of those words where if you... It, the way it's written, if you turned it upside down, 
you know, it look like it looks like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, I don't really know. I can't remember too much about Dark Hold. It's been a long time since I watched. I watched that when it was being broadcast. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask. Season seven. But no, I last think year. that's season. Three. That's no season four. I think that is of Agents of Shield. So that's a while ago now. Jesus. But yeah, I think I think going forward, it's going to be. She that end credit scene is basically saying her kids are alive. She needs to go get them. And now it's you know she's so powerful. She's just she's more powerful than the Sorceress Supreme. Yeah, that's well, that. the spark. They say that in the episode. The Sorcerer Supreme, Stephen Strange. It'll be Sorcerer very Supreme. interesting. It'll be very interesting to see going forward uh, where Wanda goes, where the Scarlet Witch goes, yeah. where uh, where Vision goes. Yeah, this is. I'm also I think this to is see where Monica goes. <laughs> Yes, because Monica as well. Yeah, because what we didn't say about that is that the the scroll says to her like, "Oh, you know, an old friend of your mother's wants to see you," and they're like, "Where are they?" And she's like, she points up, and I think she says she uses the pronoun he, so it's probably Nick yeah. Fury she's talking about. I've, I that's what I am automatically yeah. inferred. Yeah, Nick Fury on but I think space. as usual, the ending of this is right. The ending of any Marvel thing is. Even if you don't realise it at first, it's very low key set up the threads of the things going forward and the phase going forward. I really, anything to set up low key. Okay, not low key. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. No, I know, no, yeah, no, you said, I know, you said, you said low key as in low key, and I. Oh I right, yeah. I, I was making a joke that it didn't do anything to set up low key. I know, pal. <laughs> it was good. I'm proud of you. So yeah. overall, overall thoughts on Wandavision. Um, I really like. I I, I want to rewatch it just so I can look at it as a as a whole, as opposed to as a series now. Because yeah. I want to look at it without my constant thoughts of oh, is this going to be that? Is that going to you know? I want to watch it now, switched off, as in I know what happens. Just see if there's a, not not necessarily see if there's anything I missed. Just you know, embrace it all. Yeah, kind of, you know, as it for what it is, rather than think about what it means and for the, the wider world, the wider universe. Yeah. Um, but it's really yeah, it's a good show. It's a really good show. It's a strong Won't start. To, it? It's a strong start to the MCU's life on Disney Plus. So. And what would I rate it? I'd I'd give it two smoking microphones. Well, hey, my thoughts were. Uh, overall, I, actually, I I enjoyed the second half of the series much more than the first half of the series. Um, I I the be- the thing I took away from this is it made me fall in love with these two characters that I didn't necessarily care about before. Like, I want to now go and read everything about Vision, all the comics, and loads about Scarlet Witch. Um, it makes me very excited for not just Doctor Strange two, but for what's going to happen with Scarlet Witch going forward. Yeah. as well is she going to go more to an antagonist side will she stay as a protagonist how is that going to affect future films um makes me excited for the multiverse stuff as well and the, the possibility of her kids being alive and nightmare um i do think it was just, i think for the story it wanted to tell i do think it told it well i think it handled the elements of grief pretty well mm-hmm. there was a couple too many red herrings but like we said that might have been more the fans inferring more but then it's a, then it's, it's a very yeah. fine yeah it's a very fine line between the fans theorizing too much and them throwing in too many red herrings i think yeah 
it's, it's it definitely but, it's one it's both it's it's the fans wanting everything to be something and it's the uh the showrunners taking advantage of that <laughs> yeah but i think i think paul bettany and elizabeth olsen especially absolutely shined in some of the scenes like the the, the scene in the last episode where they say goodbye to each other is one of the most emotional scenes yeah, in I, the mcu for me going forward now i like the line i don't know the, i can't remember the exact wording but when a uh, vision says you know i wonder what i'll be I'll be next or whatever he says yeah and then doesn't he say we've said goodbye before and he says and she goes we'll say hello again that yeah. got me i was like oh no please um but i think i would rate it i'm <laughs> struggling between yeah, you say your rating first and i'll go for what i'll say but yeah go ahead. sorry i'm struggling between one and two smoking microphones currently because I did, I did, I did theorize a bit too much in the red herrings to let me down is, a bit. But just what you think of the show as a whole? Don't think about like your theories. The show, I t- okay, yeah. the show as a whole, and purely because it made me love the character of Scarlet Witch more than I thought I could. I'll give it two smoking microphones. Yeah. I'll agree with you. Yeah, fireworks. Anyway, what I was going to say was, it's funny how um, you know, visions like uh. You know, yeah, we've said goodbye before, and she's like, "We'll say hello again." And he doesn't stop to just say, "Yeah," because there's another me out there. <laughs> In the perfect bloody time. <laughs> if that had been his last words, just as his head popped and out of existence, I don't. Know, that's not how it. That's not how it happened. <laughs> but it would have been funny. Yeah, it's just if he just said that, he's like, "Oh, by the way, there's another me." Um, but no, let us know what you thought of WandaVision as well. Do you agree with our comments? Do you disagree with our comments? We'll be very interested in... Do you hate it? Do you no. not like the MCU? In which case... Leave. Go away. Yeah, leave. Yeah. The MCU's better. We're DC. We're DC. We're not DC. We're MCU fanboys. I mean, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we move on to our our next segment, Connor? Would you, would you enjoy that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what... I mean, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> Do you, what okay uh, as usual let you go first what have you watched or uh, done this week well, that already, you would like to I I already said I was uh, I'd I'd uh, been carried on watching uh, Disenchantment you know I think it's good uh, I finished the last few episodes of season three of AP Bio which is they were quite strong what's uh, that on it's, I watched it on Sky Go because it's on Sky so all three oh okay if, yeah so if you have access. The shows that are on Sky. So if you've got Now TV, and I don't know if it's on Now TV Entertainment Pass, but it feels like it should be. Have a look. But yeah, yeah there's three seasons of the show. It's all right. Um, as a whole, it's all right. I thought season three is weaker than the first two, but it's got some good, some really good moments in it. Um, uh, and I also just watched uh, Malcolm and Marie. What do you think? That's a. It's a very hateful film. It's desert. I, yeah, they. I have never seen two people that hate each other so much, because they do. The way they, the way they talk to each other throughout that film is horrible. It's such a toxic film, and not just because of them characters. There's, it's so pretentious as well. Like I feel like, the character that John David Washington is playing, Malcolm. I was watching the film and I didn't refer to them by their names in the, my notes because I was for a, I had a brief moment where I was like, "What are their names? I don't know." <laughs> the film's called Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> but, um, I I felt like the person who wrote directed the film has put himself into Malcolm's shoes. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, the character of Malcolm is a bastard. And what I what I managed to learn 
from that filmmaker is that when he was writing this film, he he was taking everything that he had obviously learned in film school in terms of he loved mentioning the names of every every filmmaker of every classic film kind of thing. And he also definitely had a thesaurus next to him when he was writing because nobody says some of those words in an argument because when you're arguing, you just say the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And these characters were saying some words that... There was some. There was a word used, I can't remember what it was, but I had never heard in my life. And it's like, you don't throw that word out in an argument because you wouldn't think to use that word in an argument. And it's yes, just... It's... it's it's, it's quite full on. It's the way I, I the, the the way I summarized it was it's pretentious, hateful, and exhausting. I did. I I felt very tired after watching it myself. To be fair, like, and not just that I was tired. It's just that I can't keep listening to these two people anymore. This is frustrating. So you, did, so you didn't enjoy it. I think it. They're very good. Those two actors. The script doesn't yeah. do them justice at all, though. Yeah. Like, it's not one of those ones where I can look past the bad script. <laughs> I think there's some good camera work. Like, he's definitely a talented filmmaker who made it. Yeah. Um, it feels like the film hates critics as well, which is probably why critics were, <laughs> weren't, like, you know, great on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there is one point, actually, the film makes, which I agree with. Uh, that the filmmaker made and he was basically saying about how films don't have to have messages they don't have to be political they don't have to be something bigger they can just be entertainment yeah I, I enjoyed that like, I enjoyed that element of it as well this, because that's the thing I hated most about film school is that everything has to be something again like with Marvel <laughs> But every film has to. It mean has to something. lead somewhere or have a message or. It has to have a message. It has to be socially relevant, you know. Yeah. And it's like I hate that. Why can't I just make something that I want to make because I want to make it? I want to make it. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that at all. But, I feel yeah. like completely sorry. But like I said, yeah, the film I think is pretentious, hateful, and exhausting. <laughs> Very toxic. But yeah, I watched something completely juxtaposed. Uh, juxtaposed. Opposite. Juxtaposed to that. <laughs> Crikey. What did you watch? Um. I watched something on your recommendation that you told me to watch on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oop. I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey. And I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed it. Such a it was it was so much fun. I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought I was going to find it just a bit eh, but I actually got to the end of it and was like, you know what, I'd happily watch another one of these. It's just a, it's just a it's a nice fun film to stick on and at the end of it feel just kind of happy and feel yeah that was such a good time like i really enjoyed it um i love the character of sonic i like james marsden jim carrey's great mm-hmm. um it makes me actually quite excited to go see the second one i think i'll see the second one in cinema yeah I'm really i don't have a lot to say on it i'd probably rate it a singular smoking microphone it's 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 such a it's not like it's not not an amazing film at all like the plot plot wise it's it's generic but it's, it's very it's very predictable at points yeah, but it's so much fun <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed it i just i just had a good time my favorite bit there's a line um when jim carrey says to james marsden i was i was uh, spitting out formulas while you were spitting up formula and james marsden replies with i was breastfed and jim carrey's just like nice <laughs> <laughs> rub that he... in my orphan face <laughs> 
my my favorite scene is probably the one in the bar when Sonic uh, slows everything down. Like he starts running and he starts. There's a massive fight basically going on. He does his and he, he does his quicksilver moment. Um, yeah, that was part I enjoyed the most. I, and the final battle where Sonic's like they're running with, with the rings, I really enjoyed as well. I find it. But yeah. It, I wonder what they're going to do in the future stuff because um, obviously in Sonic, and one of the major plot points is the Chaos Emeralds and stuff like that. Um, I wonder if they're going to yeah. put those in because Sonic obviously he has a weird, you know, power up ability, but it's not the one he has in the games, which is the Super Sonic when he turns okay. gold, like the Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what they do with sequels and if they go more into like the other Sonic stuff. Yeah, I'm the same. I look forward to it. But yeah, that's what I watched. Um, I think I think that's I think that makes it the end of the show. I don't have you know? anything else that I've done. Watched. I don't have anything else I particularly want to everyone to listen to. I'll be honest. I can't think of anything else. Maybe that is the end. Maybe that that's it, everyone. That's it. But no, I thank you as always. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for um, the support that we get from friends and family. Don't forget to like and share and just just all that stuff. Do you know what I mean? If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, yeah, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. Give us a nice review. You know, just 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 beef it up a bit. We 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 love we love doing it. So and let us know what you want to see us do. What more you want? What you like? What you don't like? You know, we're trying to. Like I, said last to time, you. like I said last time, we want constructive criticism. Exactly, but yeah. But um, next week will be the Godzilla and Kong films from the most recent ones yep. anyway. And then after, um, after that... It will be we'll Zack Snyder's re- Justice League. Well, we'll have a recap episode for Falcon and the Winter Soldier's first episode. Is yes, we will. Of course we will. Cool. And then, and then, then it will be Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, but where can where can people find you, man? You can find me on Twitter at Connor Nagi, C O N O R N A G I. Links to everything else are from there. My blog, my Twitch, which I still haven't done anything with, uh, and my other Twitter profile, which I use more. <laughs> Apply. We 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 also have you know the Facebook page. We do. Which we'd like. I did a post that I was hoping people would interact with, but <laughs> um, but that's just Rocksbuck and Two Smoking Microphones. Or if you type in Two Smoking Microphones on Facebook, it'll come up as yeah. well. Um, it's a unique enough name; you can find it pretty easily. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and I'm sure we'll have an Instagram very fairly soon. I yeah. just haven't got around to making it yet. <laughs> but you can find me on yeah, I'm the Doc Eighty One on Twitter. You can find my other Twitter there as well. Um, and I am also I have a blog myself called The Review Lab it's on Facebook and Instagram or if you go to thereviewlab.org on your internet, on your interwebs you'll find it there recently I spoke about Zack Snyder's Justice League the Spider-Man 3 title um, but yeah it's a jolly, it's a jolly good time um, but yeah that's where you can find me how great is that? I think that's everything I think it is as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. We love doing it. Yeah. Like Connor said, any feedback would be absolutely amazing. Um, but if we don't hear from you, we will we will speak to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.